Welcome to Growth Marketing Today, where marketers, designers, and product owners level up their growth marketing chops from experts in today's top startups. Here's your host, Ramley John. Welcome to episode 102 of Growth Marketing Today. I'm your host, Ramley John, and today we're going to be talking about customer marketing with Tara Robertson. She is the head of customer marketing at Sprout Social. Now, marketing can sometimes feel like climbing a mountain. We are always pushing and finding new ways to scale our business. Now, to get to the top of the mountain, however, we have to be ruthless in our process while always learning and testing. In this episode, Tara Robertson, who I said is the head of customer marketing at Sprout Social, shares five customer marketing strategies guaranteed to grow your business. In this episode, you learn first, what is customer marketing and what does it look like at Sprout Social? Second, what are the KPIs for Sprout Social's customer marketing team? And third, what are some unscalable things that they've done to reduce churn? Before we jump in, I've created a free growth cheat sheet with all the actionable tips from this episode that you can apply to your business to accelerate its growth in a one-page PDF. Why take those about this podcast episode when you can just steal mine? Go to growtoday.fm forward slash 102 to get it now before the next episode episode of this podcast. You can also find this link in the description of the show. I only post up the growth cheat sheet from the latest episode. So when the next episode comes, this episode's cheat sheet will be gone. So get it now. I also want to thank those who made this episode possible. This folks help cover the cost of hosting and marketing tools so I can focus on getting amazing experts that you and I can learn from. Thank the sponsor for this episode, Superside. Built for marketing, creative, product design, and strategy teams, Superside makes it easy to bring your ideas to life. With a dedicated team assigned to all subscription customers, Superside delivers game-changing design at lightning-fast speeds with no pricing surprises. Create an account and get started, or better yet, book a demo to see it in action at superside.com. You can also find the link in the description of this episode. Enough about me, let's jump into my chat with Tara. Hey everybody, I'm excited to have Tara on the show. Finally, I've been trying to get her. I saw, I think the first time I, I saw your one of your talks was for Forget the Funnel with Claire and uh, Claire and Gia, which I had on the show. And like, they're like, you need to get Tara on, on your show. They're, she's awesome. So Tara, how are you doing? How are things with you? I'm so great. And thank you so much for having me too. It's been a crazy year. So I'm excited we can finally jump in uh, and excited that you got to speak with Claire and Gia, two of my favorite people. Yeah, they're so awesome. Uh, let's, let's jump right in. I know, you know, you're now director of customer marketing at Sprout Social. We're going to jump into that about customer marketing and customer marketing journey and how people can use that to grow their business. Before we do, can I love to hear your story first. I think that's like what makes things real for, for people to, from, from our guests, like what, what is your background? Like how did you become the director of customer marketing at Sprout Social? Sure. So it's been a fun journey. I've been in marketing leadership for well over 15 years at this point, which ages me a little bit. I came from essentially the, an agency background. I first started right out of college working at an agency that was specifically in the high tech and uh, software area. And we became one of the first agencies in HubSpot's co-marketing program. So it was really fun to be working on the agency side, get exposure to reselling software and understand the SaaS industry. And when it was time to move on, I, I grew their agency from 10 people to about 300 worldwide and oversaw their marketing and creative services division. So a lot of rolling up my sleeves and trying to figure out 
what to do at a very young age, which was really fun and also really challenging. I knew that when it was time to move on, I wanted to take that leap into SaaS and work directly within a SaaS business. And so moved over to a startup hot jar and worked there for about a year as their uh, VP of marketing and also oversaw their success and thriving sales team. So that again was super fun. 10 people loved the startup world, uh, but it was also a challenging time when I was raising two young children. And so being that early in startup, I knew it was time to kind of take the leap and move on to something that gave me a little bit of a better balance. <laughs> and so got the opportunity to come over to Sprout Social and lead up uh, their agency business development team, which essentially started our own agency partner program. Having come from working on the other side with HubSpot and then seeing what they did, I was excited to take the leap to do that at Sprout. And fast forward, and we now have a awesome agency partner program. I've been so lucky to work with some remarkable people over here. And after we saw that and scaled, moved over to wanting to take what we did with our agencies and bring that to all of our different segments. So I took on a role at Sprout as the Director of Marketing Strategy in scaling our segments for SMB, enterprise, mid-market, and agency. And we quickly saw that there was an opportunity to take this and build it into a customer marketing role, which is where I am today. And so now working with our 23,000 plus customers and finding ways to build out our customer marketing division and also support all of these customers across the entire globe. So it's been a really fun journey that's gone through lots of different leaps uh, and learnings. And I'm excited where we're at right now. And I'm, I'm excited to talk a little bit more about, you know, where you're going to go because, you know, it, what we're going to be talking about, about where customer marketing is going will be pretty exciting. But before we do, uh, for my listeners who might not know, what is Sprout Social and, you know, what, what is it? Do. Uh, so Sprout Social, we're a social media management platform, offer deep social media listening and analytics, social management, customer care, and advocacy solutions. And I mentioned to over 23,000 customers. And so a little bit about our customer base and what makes our model unique, especially as we dig into talking about customer marketing, is that we service all segments, as I mentioned before. So we work with SMB, agency, mid-market, and enterprise across the entire globe. And so a good percentage of our uh, customers are within what we call our scale business. So smaller work within um, one-to-many approaches with how we support them from everything from onboarding to growth to um, their own retention to then customers that are more on the strategic side and work with the customer service rep or customer success rep. So very different approaches across the board and essentially working and helping them scale their social media. I want to talk about, let's talk about customer marketing now. You know what, you started this role, customer director of customer marketing at Sprout Social. What's the journey been like? Like, you know, where, where how did it get here, this, this whole idea of customer marketing and where do you foresee it kind of going in, in the next few few months and maybe a few years? It's a big question because there's a lot of different thoughts and opinions on what customer marketing is. I'd say for me, the very first thing is rolling up my sleeves and figuring out also what is customer marketing for Sprout? What is customer marketing for the industry? I think as a lot of people are right now trying to figure it out for themselves, customer marketing can mean a million different things to a million different people. And what's even scarier is as you dig in, there really isn't a playbook or a roadmap or a lot of research out there that tells you how to do it. 
like there is on an acquisition side when you think about building a funnel and how you generate leads and how you generate demand. Um, this is a very different motion. And so early on, when we first started to build it within our team, it was spending a lot of time researching, connecting with other people in the industry, other people that have supported customers as well, reading a ton, and then spending a lot of time with our customers, finding out what are their biggest drop-off points, what does their customer journey look like, and then where do we need to fill the gaps as we scaled our own team. What's crazy is the more people I spoke with, the more people you start to realize, one, customer marketing teams, especially in software, are incredibly lean. In most places, you've got one, maybe two people in customer marketing. And uh, unfortunately, they're often seen as something like a swag management department or a team that's doing everything for everyone um, and aren't necessarily as focused on trying to find the way that they can essentially scale that customer journey and customer experience for their teams. Uh, 30% of businesses aren't even measuring their KPIs. And so we had a lot to figure out on our end. And I think that the first thing that we did was really zeroed in on what our biggest drop-off points were with our customers. Once we started to see that, we started to find our focus for what is the one big problem that we want to solve, our first one being onboarding. And so I think that for us helped give us a guideline or a framework for us to scale our team with a lot of just rolling up our sleeves and figuring it out as we go, but making sure we did that intentionally so you aren't just throwing a bunch of things at the wall to see what sticks, um, but looking at the data, figuring out how to essentially build out our customer journey and then where to zero in on focus so that we can make investments in one, our team, but also our customers on where we'll see the biggest opportunities for growth. Oh, that's so good. I think that kind of leads to, you know, your, your, it was going to be your presentation for us after you said the slides over, it hasn't happened yet, but this might be a little bit of pre preview of it. You talk about five customer marketing strategies to help people grow their businesses. And one of the first one was to know your customer, which is which is what you, your team did. And you know, for people who might not know, what it, what is the advantage of customer research? Like why should, why should it, it might be obvious to, to us, but people might just, like, we just need to focus on the product, you know, release the right kind of thing and they'll get it. But what, what is the advantage of actually connecting with your customer and doing research with customer research? Oh my gosh, every everything possible. Um, you mentioned, and I, I would say other resources that I've connected with a lot. You mentioned Gia and Claire, they are an amazing resource when it comes to looking at all the different things. I think they have a session uh, with Caitlin Borgoyne where she goes into some really amazing stats of the impact, something like 466% increase in uh, results when you actually are tying customer research into your strategy. For us, it's been 10x across the board. Everyone's always looking for that magical 10x opportunity. What is that big growth hack that you can do? And uh, for me, the thing that I've seen time and time again is when you connect the quantitative, all the data that you're living in as a marketer, as somebody that's trying to build and grow your business with actually that qualitative, that very rich customer research in knowing not just the what they're doing, but the why they're doing it. That's where the magic happens in results. And so every campaign we've seen that's been successful or every automation or product-like growth initiative that we've been running, the common denominator across them is always customer research because we find the more time that we spend with our customers, the more we can empathize with them and really truly understand what their pain points are and especially where the things that they need in order to grow with our product, to retain with our product. And more importantly, what is the value 
that we're bringing them because value at the end of the day is what we're all really looking for. And it doesn't matter how often they're spending time on your website or what they're doing from that quantitative side. If you don't really understand the why, because sometimes if they're confused, you want to find out why they're confused and help them get through that confusion. If you see they're dropping off, you want to understand why they're dropping off and spend time with them. And you'd be shocked how many customers actually are willing to give that time to you, to spend time with you going through surveys, going through feedback, going through interviews, to share with you their experiences and those moments that you have, not just in empathizing with them, but sharing that across your team are what create those opportunities that, again, 10x your growth. It's interesting that you're talking about 10x your growth. And you talked about the biggest opportunity for Spouse Social is the onboarding. How did you, you know, what was the journey like to finding that that was where you need your, your team needs to focus on? And particularly, maybe you, you also talked about customer journey map. And, you know, did that, is that something that you built out to find out, oh, aha, that's, that's where the, the drop off? Absolutely. Uh, so customer journey map was one of the first things that we spent a ton of time in doing when we first started to build out our team. And also, as we started to look at what are the different initiatives that we wanted to roll out to really pinpoint into the stages of our customers and what they're going through so we can meet them where they're at. So it was less about let's just push product, let's just push campaigns or initiatives and instead focus on finding better segmentation and better ways to meet them in their specific journey. And so our journey got broken down into a few different stages. And for us, certainly there's drop-off points at every point that your customers go through, whether that's in onboarding, whether that's later in their retention or um, subscription or renewals. But in onboarding specifically, what we started to see was not necessarily just the drop-off, but that customers that were going through a one-to-one onboarded experience, meaning they were spending time with one of our customer success reps and getting onboarded in those early stages had a much higher propensity, not just to grow, but to add their net dollar retention, uh, which is the inverse essentially of churn at Sprout. And so the net dollar retention for customers that were getting onboarding was significantly higher. And so as we looked at the fact that we had 3,000 customers across the board, we knew that there was an opportunity for us to scale that onboarding. Because right now, when you think about onboarding, especially in the one-to-one environment, uh, that's not scalable. And certainly you'd love it to be people like to work with humans, but not everyone wants to. Some people want to go through a product-led growth. So um, going through product tours when they get into Mm. your app or they want to spend time learning through self-guided motions. And so we spent some time going in and figuring out, okay, how do we make onboarding scalable? Mm. And we built an onboarding guild internally, which was, yeah, it was great. And it actually brought in people from our growth team, from our product team, from our customer marketing team, our success team. And we all kind of worked together to solve that hard problem of what would make onboarding scalable and something that we can get in front of all of our customers so that we focus on the North Star of every single customer that starts at Sprout ends up getting onboarded. Mm. Um, and that's that's kind of where we leaned in and started to see some, some pretty good results across the board of how our customers started to engage with us, but also how we were able to get in front of more customers. And, and honestly, in the early stages, in very scrappy ways, um, that was success- successful. That's interesting. I, I remember I remember talking to Shariel, right? That he, uh, we, it was for the Product Cloud podcast. And he did mention the onboarding guild. It's like, shoot, 
That reminds me of like Dungeons and Dragons or something like that. Sherelle, he's one of my favorite people at Sprout. <laughs> Shout out to Sherelle. Um, although sometimes I'll hold that back. <laughs> uh, but we have a great relationship. And he's he's really one of our leaders on the Onboarding Guild and has done an incredible job in just bringing and collaborating all of our teams together um, and continues to be somebody that we work with as we're now thinking about the other stages of the customer right. journey and how to lean in there. Yeah, that makes sense. That that's coming out for the product led podcast, which is the show I host. It'll, it'll come out soon. <laughs> my, my, I'll try to release this at the same time. <laughs> you were kind of leading on that already. One of the other topics that you talked about in that presentation was building a customer marketing team, and you know you're already starting to lead towards that. There's the onboarding guild. What does the customer marketing team look like at Sprout Social? And I think you also talked about like what it will look like in, in the future, like what, where your plan is going with it. Uh, so I think in starting from the beginning and similar to how I mentioned, uh, it's easier to scale something that's bringing results, right? And it's certainly something that as you think about growing your team, uh, the hard problem that we were looking to solve is where I mentioned customer marketing teams in general are, they're just very lean. And everybody that I, I talk to that leads a customer marketing function or is figuring out how to build customer marketing is in a very similar boat of, okay, where do we focus? How do we scale? What does our team actually look like? And what are the KPIs that we're measuring? And so I'd say in the beginning, that was no different for us. We had one person in customer marketing when I first came into this function, um, who is just an incredible, incredible human being. Shout out to Sarah. Um, and she had been working on trying to do all the things in lots of different ways. And so Sarah and I kind of leaned in with the early stages of onboarding, knowing that that's where we wanted to focus and uh, scaled quickly to bringing an additional person onto our team to really drive into what are some of the things that we're looking to solve, but to make sure that we weren't just rolling it out, but that we were figuring out the KPI that was measurable for that specific area of the journey. And so as, as we worked on building out that function within the group, we started to see other opportunities to grow. And we started to see other things that we wanted to build and things that were just as important when it came to the customer journey. And so our team today has scaled to now over 11 people that we have in customer marketing, where we still have our onboarding and retention squad that's very focused on a lot of our automation, inbound activities, supporting a, a ton of the emails and segmentation that we build for our customers in their various ways. Um, we also have a customer experience squad that we've been scaling, um, which essentially is made up of a strategy team that focuses on building out our Sprout Social learning portal, which is our academy, all of the content that we're creating, kind of taking those early days of what I mentioned with onboarding um, that were very scrappy and scaling it into something that uh, we can make available to all of our customers. Uh, and education truly is our content backbone when it comes to customer growth. Um, similar to acquisition, you might be thinking about your blog or your thought leadership content. Uh, we'll create similar content, but that's more focused on the product, product advancements, and then how to scale as a social media marketer. And then we've got our campaigns team, which is very much tied to expansion and growth. And so rolling out some of our product-driven campaigns, um, as well as some of our more thought leadership content-driven campaigns to then partner with our sales team at Sprout so that we can essentially grow across the board. And so each one of them focus on solving different kinds of hard problems, whether that's automation within our onboarding and retention team to how do we build scalable systems where a strategy team is building out 
our learning portal, our customer communities, and then of course that that demand gen engine that every marketing department needs to have. When we come back in just a moment, Tara reveals the KPIs of the customer marketing team at Sprout Social. Just a quick thanks to our sponsor for this episode, SuperSide. As marketers, getting on brand design and creative exactly when your team needs it can be very painful. I know that firsthand working for marketing teams, it's hard to deliver on the seemingly endless number of requests that come in from teams across your company and prioritizing those tasks can feel impossible. Instead of spending your time and resources on strategic projects, projects that can possibly impact the business, you find yourself mired in production level task. Your agency may be failing you with skyrocketing costs and late turnarounds, while finding and managing freelancers is no longer a realistic option. There's just too many variables to manage from sourcing to schedules, fees to overall quality of the delivered designs. Don't sweat it, just superside it. With superside.com, you get a dedicated design team that understands your goals and gets trained on your brand guidelines with a fraction of hiring a full-time designer. Your superside design team acts as an extension of your organization, helping you to service your requests at volume and deliver on your company's design and creative needs in a scalable, efficient way. They'll confidently jump in at a moment's notice to produce the on-brand work you need when you need it. Create an account and get started or better yet book a demo to see it in action at superside.com or you can find that link in the description of this episode. And one more thing, this weekly podcast is my labor of love for all things marketing. If you like what I do here, please consider supporting Growth Marketing Today on Patreon. Now, Patreon allows the fans of this show to contribute as little as $2 per episode, which is less than a cup of coffee a week, and you receive a load of extra perks and goodies like first, an ad-free experience of this podcast, second, early access to every new episode before the public release, third, unlimited access to all growth cheat sheets, and fourth, you can also know who the next guests are so you can ask your questions and I can give you a shout out on that episode. There's a ton more. You can learn more about our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash growth today or find that link in the description. Thank you very much. And if you can't give or don't feel like it, that's okay too. I am just happy you're here listening with me. Enough about this. Let's jump back in in my chat with Tara. I want to talk about KPIs for each of their teams. How you also started already thinking about what success looks like for each of those teams uh, in that presentation. What what are the KPIs you look at for, you know, let's say the onboarding guild or the experience guild? Yeah, and I, there are so many different ways and different kinds of KPIs that you can measure. And so uh, for us, it was zeroing in on what are the things, not just that we can measure, but that we can see uh, a meaningful impact to across the board. And so in our early days, we did a lot of discovery in the data of looking at, okay, if we were to measure this, what would that look like? Um, and what we've kind of landed on is each team essentially has a KPI that rolls up to our top line KPI. Top line KPI across the board for our customer marketing team is NDR. So focused on net dollar retention. Um, we're all very zeroed in on that and focus on how do we impact um, NDR, how do we impact retention? How do we impact revenue as a team? And so those numbers, our entire team is looking at on a weekly basis, really zeroing in on. Um, but NDR, churn, a lot of people will look at as well, are outcomes. And so how do we get to that outcome? And the way that we think about that is if we're looking at onboarding or retention, uh, we're essentially looking at getting how many customers are we actually getting to onboarded or the onboarded state through our one-to-one -one or one-to-many. And sometimes that's measured by 
how often they're attending our content or have they made it through the different onboarding stages that we've set up um, from beginning to end. Um, we'll also look at our weekly active accounts. And so that's essentially how often someone is logging in to the app. Um, some companies will look at their daily actives. So dependent on your product, daily active or weekly active uh, is a very strong indicator for product adoption as well as uh, retention as a whole. And so if you see that that weekly active or daily active number is dropping, uh, that's where you can kind of zero in on the why and, and work on getting that number to move. On the experience side, where I mentioned we've got our strategy team and then we have our uh, campaigns and demand gen team. Again, very focused on NDR as the outcome, but our strategy team is very focused on customer satisfaction. So they lean into CSAT for all of the content that's being created. Uh, they're very, very clued in on the voice of customer. So we've got a voice of customer um, team member specifically focused on research ops and spending time on all of the qualitative surveys that we run, understanding the NPS of our customers and uh, what impact not just are they having within the product, but also what value are they getting out of the content that we create. So if we see a piece of content is creating a tremendous amount of value, we lean in there. We create more content with that topic. If we see it's creating not great value, um, we lean in there and we find out why and spend time with our customers. And then, of course, finally, on the campaigns demand gen team, it is expansion. So we're looking at pipeline, we're looking at leads, um, and we're not necessarily looking at just how many leads we generate because your, your TAM or your total addressable market that you're working on within your customer marketing function is very different than what you might see on the acquisition side because you're constantly reaching out and working with the same customers time over time. And so for us, volume is never the answer. It's um, lead scoring, it's quality, it's how many times customers are attending, multi-touch attribution, and really understanding all of those different KPIs and how they ladder up to creating meaningful pipeline for our team. Wow, that's very thorough. Thanks for sharing all of that. <laughs> <laughs> it's that. a lot. <laughs> no, it's great though. Like th those kind of deals, I think are things that people don't really think about as much, but th thanks again for sharing that. I want to shift gears and talk about second that's a big part of customer marketing. And it was also a big part in that presentation. How, how does segmentation fit into customer marketing at Sprout Social? Yeah, sure. Uh, so we are huge fans of the jobs to be done methodology. Uh, we, we certainly have looked at both jobs to be done, um, as well as personas or your ICP, which is your ideal customer profile. And each one of them has various stages or various approaches that you can take. I'd say the one that we spend the least amount of time with is probably personas, um, mainly because we believe that jobs to be done is the right methodology for our customers. And I'm not sure how many of the, the listeners are familiar with the jobs to be done methodology, but it's essentially matching that you believe that, that people don't necessarily... Um, just by products for people, products exist actually to solve a problem. And people then hire your product to solve that problem. And so what you're trying to get to is the desired end state or the dreamer state that your customer is looking to achieve by hiring your product. And so for us, knowing that we've got SMB customers, we have agency customers, we've got enterprise customers in mid-market, um, we've got global customers. They all have very different problems that they're looking to solve. We also have a robust solution that solves um, different services or different reasons why someone is looking for social media management, whether they are publishing or using deep analytics um, or both. And so using jobs to be done helps us zero in on what is the problem this customer is looking to solve. 
regardless of their segment, regardless of where they are in the world, what is the true problem that they're looking to solve the day that they sign up with our product? And then we utilize a lot of our different marketing campaign initiatives to really lean into that. And so if they're coming to us to solve deep analytics, then the parts of the product we show them during their onboarding or the type of content that we'll serve up to them during their later stages in their journey is very focused to that use case of analytics. And what's great about jobs to be done is customers can graduate from one job to the next, or they can start to learn more as they grow within their different states and what helps them continue to grow within um, themselves as a social media marketer. And so uh, we're working hard on building deep segmentation so that we move them down the right path. And it's really about meeting your customers where they're at uh, and helping them achieve that dreamer state and then showing them what is the next dreamer state that you want to help them get to and spending time at each step of the process. So I think from a segmentation side, that's been um, a clear path that has been really helpful for our teams. Um, and then I also mentioned ICP. We certainly use that with more of our enterprise customers. The ideal customer profile is a lot more suited for enterprise or an ABM-like strategy because it's not necessarily looking at the customer, um, the customer themselves and what problem they're looking to solve, but what attributes are consistent as you're looking to help them scale. And so we'll often layer in their job along with their ICP or their ideal customer profile to then build out what is the right campaign we want to send to them? Is it something that's value-driven and education-focused? Or is it growth-driven and something that we really want to talk about an add-on or a product that they can get value from? Yeah, that totally makes sense. Now that you know what the job that you're trying to accomplish with Sprout Social, you can actually customize education path, like providing them the right kind of information, right? I want to shift gears and talk about automation. You know, we, we see in marketing these days so much automation and it kind of... No, I, I recently got an email. I signed up to uh, this newsletter and I know it's an automated email, but it says, hey, Ramley, I personally want to thank you for joining my newsletter. I'm like, I know this is not a personal, <laughs> this is not a personal message. <laughs> what the heck? One of the things that you I saw in your presentation was you, you know, there's still automation, but you also tried to make sure you made the customers feel special. Like one of the examples I saw was handwritten notes. Can you talk a little bit about... That, that how do you make how are your is your team making customers feel special at at, at Sprout right now? Absolutely. Uh, so we have we have a, a phrase that we use internally that every customer is a VIP regardless of what their spend is or regardless of um, where they are in their journey or how we're supporting them. Um, they're all a VIP. And so in the beginning of the year, our CEO at our company kickoff stood on stage and talked about this notion of one customer. If you had only one customer, how would you change your approach? How would you change the way that you invest in your product? How would you change the way that you invest in your marketing and change the way that you invest in how you support them from a success perspective? And think about that as you think about how you scale that to all of your customers. And so with that in mind, when we think about this notion of one customer, um, you think about the notion of the human that's on the other side and the fact that we are, we're in this human-to-human -human world, right? It's not just about B2B or B2C anymore. It's really about the fact that we enjoy these meaningful connections, whether they're in social or whether they're in this weird digital world that we're in right now. Um, meaningful connection is critical to the way that we, we get work done and the way that we even communicate with our friends and family. And so bringing that into our marketing 
has been a critical part of that customer experience that we try to provide. And so you mentioned thank you notes. That's a big one for us. So we're very big on handwritten notes. It's so affordable and cheap, but it makes such an incredible impact. I think that there's some data out there that a handwritten note is 300% more likely to be opened than an email. And I know it's not scalable and that's something that we get often is, oh, that's not scalable, but it actually is a lot easier to knock out 500 thank you notes across a few different team members and send those out um, and to get a huge impact in the way that um, your customers are just feeling seen, they're feeling heard. And so we do a lot of those. We build customer experience. We've got um, kits that we send out for onboarding, stickers that we send out. Um, But again, it's not just about the stuff. It's about that feeling that you get and that like everybody loves getting stuff. And, and I mentioned you want to be careful not to be the swag management department, but don't, don't underline the, the value that swag can have um, if you do it in the right way and you measure it the right way. Uh, and so I think that's one. The other part that I would think about is um, the human connection side. And so something that we do, you mentioned getting an automated email and saying like, oh, this wasn't automated. Um, even when we send out email automation, our reply to always goes to a human on our team. And so we never use an info at or something that goes into a black box and then like maybe somebody gets it into a ticketing system. Um, We've got a customers at Sprout Social Alias. If anyone listening sends an email to customers at Sprout Social Alias, you'll get my entire customer marketing team, including myself. And um, we round robin the responses to it. We answer every single email that comes in for every campaign we run, for every automated email that goes out. Um, we get that connection. We'll then connect the person based on what they're looking for. If it's a product need or if it's a like, I'd like to learn more about this product. Those are great emails to get. Or if it's a, I'm an unhappy customer, um, we will respond immediately, get them in the hands of the right person in the company. Um, and then we tag them in our back end so that we can take that part of customer feedback and connection into the way that we think about that qualitative component, um, but also so that people feel heard. And I can't even tell you how many times we've had customers reach out and say, wow, that webinar um, was amazing, but it's because I had a question and you followed up with me on that question. That never happens. I feel like a person, not just a number attending your webinar. Um, True experiences that we've seen just across the board for every initiative we run. Um, And again, like a lot of people will say that's not scalable, but that has been one of the areas that has made such a meaningful impact that it doesn't matter how many customers we're sending our emails to, we will respond to everyone that comes back. I really like how you, what you said about you make people feel special. I think that's what, that, that's at the end of the day, I think that's what marketing, that's what we try to do, right? We're you know trying to give them the right message, right time, right place, and trying to make them feel special. I want to ask a follow-up question about, you said you sent stickers to people you on, onboard. Is that for customers or... Like, is it every customer's or that's a little bit of an ABM tactic, right? It's a great question. Um, so we, we just recently rolled out our learning portal, which is um, our customer academy where I mentioned um, it houses a ton of content in it. And so new customers being onboarded when they complete their onboarding, anybody that does complete their onboarding can then get access to receive their, you did it cool. onboarding kit. <laughs> um, and so, so that special. will include stickers and includes a note from our team. 
um, and a few other things. So it's it's one, an incentive for customers to go through. Um, but two, it, it's something that we've been doing for years, just a welcome kit, welcome to Sprout. It's built off of something we do internally for our own team members. If you join our team, you get a little kit sent home with some snacks and some, you know, here's a little bit about Sprout as a company. And we want our customers to feel as valued as our employees feel when they, they join with our company. When our customers join with us, we want them to also feel valued. I'm guessing the drop-off for people who receive love is very low. I mean, you know, once they receive that, they're like, oh, dang, this, this is legit. I've never, I've never had that happen where I finished an onboarding and somebody sent me stickers, uh, stickers and some snacks. Yeah. And I will say it's uh, where I mentioned making it measurable is something that's been really impactful for us. So we use with a lot of these um, different kits that we'll send out a hashtag sprout love. Uh, and we'll just have our customers. Everybody loves a good unboxing, especially, yeah. especially social media <laughs> marketers, which is great. Um, yeah. so follow along with a lot of their experiences and unboxing their sprout swag and um see customers all over the globe engaging with us yeah i'm gonna start wrapping up and ask this question i love asking uh you know if you have one or two pieces of advice we've talked about a lot of things but you also have a uh, a lot of experience so if you had one or two pieces of advice to customer marketing teams or marketers in general what would be those pieces of advice my my biggest i guess my biggest piece is well two Two, two is a good one. Um, first, just read, educate, learn. I, I spend a ton of time every morning, every week, just digging in and watching videos, reading blog articles, connecting with people in the industry, even people that maybe I don't know, but I've heard, I've heard of, or I've met through somebody else to just see what's going on, how they're doing things. I think when you think about anything that you're building, especially customer marketing, you don't know what you don't know. And that's been a huge learning for me across my career is um, I don't know what I don't know. And there's people out there that have tried a lot of the things that you're trying to do. And so the more that you can just read and educate yourself and connect with others in the industry, the stronger that you'll continue to become. And I think that's where I reached out to you even yesterday and mentioned, I loved the onboarding video you did with the Product Led Institute um, with Full Story and that that I sent to my entire team. We're constantly sharing articles and watching videos and just seeing how other people are doing the same things that we're trying to solve. So first piece of advice is just have a growth mindset, learn, 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 and just keep digging in um, because there's there's just so much amazing content out there that helps guide you along your way. Um, and that that kind of tied to the other one is that um, connection of networking. I think that's the other piece of advice. Networking is something that a lot of people have asked me, how has that helped you in your career? I think as you continue to grow, it's everything. Um, it's something that there are just so many smart people out there and amazing people out there to connect with that um, I just have value. I value it so much. And so I've got um, an incredible group of women that um, are mentors. They're leaders in the space that we connect with on a monthly basis. And um, the more networking that you can do and the more people that you can connect with, I think the stronger that you'll also be can, can, you can become. That's so good. That's a good place to, to wrap this up. And one final question, if people wanted to find out more about you uh, online, like on Twitter or LinkedIn, also if they wanted to find out about Sprout Social, uh, where can people find 
endorsed that. Uh, so my Twitter LinkedIn handle is at Tara E. Robertson. Um, so you can find me on any social network at the same handle. So please feel free to connect with me. You can also email me directly at Tara at SproutSocial.com. Oh. Um, I know I mentioned networking. I love to pay it back. People have done just an mm. incredible job to help me along in my journey. I'm always willing to do that as well. So feel free to connect if you have more questions. Um, and Sprout Social, you can find us online at SproutSocial.com. Um, but happy to answer any other questions that people have. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time, Tara. I appreciate yeah. it. Thank you so much for having me. This was fun. Well, that's it for this show. I just want to remind you that you should download the free gold cheat sheet with all the actionable tips from this episode in a one-page PDF. I only post up the latest episode's growth cheat sheet, so when I publish the next episode, this one disappears. Go download it now at growthtoday.fm forward slash 102 to get it now or find the link in the description. And before I end, I just want to thank the sponsor for this episode, Superside. Built for marketing, creative, product design, and strategy teams, Superside makes it easy to bring your ideas to life. With a dedicated team assigned to all subscription customers, Superside delivers game-changing design at lightning-fast speeds with no pricing surprises. Create an account and get started, or better yet, book a demo to see it in action at superside.com. You can also find the link in the description of this episode. Please also support me. Like I said, this is my labor of love you can tell a friend about it share a quote on twitter or linkedin that's the first thing second you can leave a review on apple Podcasts or like or subscribe to wherever you get it and third you can like i said support me on patreon for as little as two dollars per episode to get an ad-free version of this podcast and get other amazing things with your support i can pay for my hosting fees marketing tools and i can get more amazing guests that you and i can learn from you can go to patreon.com forward slash grow today or find that link in the description Thank you very much. And that's it for this episode. Until the next one, this is your host, Family John. Keep safe and as always, keep on growing. Passion.